Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Today, we have a very special guest with us. We have Madeline Evergreen, who is a human design reader and breathwork practitioner. She started her career at the young age of 14, teaching group fitness and Pilates, and eventually moved into nutrition coaching. Madeline has a very unique perspective on life after experiencing severe health problems since birth. It wasn't until she learned about human design, though, that her health improved exponentially. She says that she is effortlessly healthy now. By living her design, she has stopped experiencing most of her health problems, is significantly happier, has tons of energy, and is much more successful in her work and relationships. I have been so interested in human design. So today we're going to dig into what it is and how we can use it to live more authentically. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for being here, Madeline. Thank you for having me, Samantha. I am so excited for this. Me too. So right now, the way that I see you and the way that the world sees you is this happy and healthy and successful woman. But I know that you definitely didn't start there. You had a lot of health struggles. So would you mind sharing kind of where you started and what that looked like? Yeah. So I've changed a lot. Like I should get the award for most changed person, but, um, growing up from day one, I had health problems. So as an infant or a little baby, not an infant, I guess, but a baby starting to learn to talk. The very first sentence that I ever spoke was my knees hurt. And I had joint pain. I had extreme digestive issues as a child and I ended up having growth hormone deficiency where I wasn't growing and I looked like a toddler or a very little child when I was in elementary school and I was just kind of a disaster. I even ended up getting shingles as a seventh grader. And I'm not sure if anybody listening knows about shingles, but that's typically something that someone would get when they're having like a midlife crisis. Like it's for a middle-aged person that's under a massive amount of stress. And I was under so much physical and health stress and emotional stress as a kid that I got that infection at that time. And you know, I continued to have more and more and more health problems as I got older until finally I started learning about nutrition and taking my health into my own hands because I wasn't getting any help through doctors or naturopaths or anybody that I went to for an appointment. It, nothing was working. So I began to learn myself. And I started by doing things like getting off of gluten and sugar and processed foods. And I had a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of improvement, but almost nothing. I was still severely sick and extremely unhappy. So finally, in my early 20s, I uh, somebody had recommended a, that I try breath work. So I went to North Carolina up in the mountains to a five week long retreat. And I actually did five weeks of intense shamanic breath work practice. And it did completely change my life. And I came out of that a new woman and 
with a new perspective and I had unloaded so much trauma and so much stress from my body. And that was the first thing that really made an impact on my health. It didn't fix everything, but it got me moving in the right direction and it got me feeling more in alignment and more clear and less bogged down with so much anger inside my body. But then I continued to still have pretty severe digestive issues for all of my 20s. I'm 32 now. And it was very life altering. Like I couldn't really eat anything if I was ever going to do anything. You know, I'm, I'm a fitness instructor and I couldn't ever really eat all day long if I was going to teach a class that night. I had to quit dancing. I grew up as a dancer and I wanted that to be my profession. And I just couldn't do it any longer because every time I ate, I would have to pretty much go to bed because I felt so terrible. So it got to the point where I couldn't really eat anything. And I couldn't really make plans because I always had to cancel because I would feel sick or I'd be having some kind of issue happening. And then I found human design. And this was just a couple of years ago. And I became immediately obsessed with human design and I could not stop learning about it just as a hobby. I didn't think that it would be my career or anything like that. And I also didn't think it would have anything to do with my health, but I just thought it was the coolest thing. And me and my friends would sit around and talk about our human design charts for hours and hours and hours. And I ended up learning so much that I felt like I was doing readings for them because I understood you know, their charts so well. So finally, I went to a human design reading training and became a reader. And this is my whole career now. And I have a whole podcast on it. But the best part of it for me has been that since I've started getting in alignment with my human design chart, my health has gotten like 90% better. And I put almost no effort into my health now. And I look completely different and I feel completely different. And it's like I have literally effortless health, which is not something I would have said even for one second of my entire life so far. So it's really turned my my whole life around. It's pretty fun, pretty exciting. That's incredible. And it's really inspiring to hear that you can go from how you were feeling like a place of not eating and just almost like that fear. It feels like you were in a constant state of fear of like, what if to now like effortlessly healthy when you said that I was like that is the dream that is what everyone is probably hoping for so I have lots of questions around that and you also said that living in your human design is like what kind of inspires that so what does that necessarily mean to live in your human design sure it just means that you're getting yourself into alignment and when I say alignment, I'm referring to in alignment with what your human design chart is telling you. So for anybody who's not sure what human design is or what the chart is, it's very simple and very complex, but the simple version is that it's a manual or a blueprint specifically for you, how you work. So it's like if you were born and someone handed you a book that was like, here's your user manual for you, that's what your human design chart is. And then it's got a massive amount of information in it, but you only need to know a little bit to actually make a big impact. So you don't have to know everything. Even if you pick up on like one or two of the most basic parts of your chart, that'll already start to impact your life pretty dramatically. 
and it helps you to understand what actually works for you versus what you quote unquote should be doing like what society says you should do or what your parents have taught you that you should do or you know what if you're just trying to be a good person in general not all of those things actually work for everybody and your human design chart will tell you exactly what works for you and what doesn't and i've noticed in myself and and in my clients that i do readings for and in people um the people that are inside my programs every single one of those people finds parts of their chart where they say i knew that i was that way but i've been suppressing that my entire life because my mom told me to stop doing that or because school told me that that was bad behavior or whatever it was we can all find parts of our charts where we know that that's within us and we've been suppressing it and then when you suppress your truth or who you really are you lower your frequency you create dis-ease or disease in the body. And it's going to come out as something like feeling bad, like having a bad life or having bad health. And then when you get yourself into alignment, the simple explanation of that is that you become extremely magnetic and you become very, very attractive, meaning the universe is like magnetized to you. The universe is going to start throwing everything that you want and everything that's meant for you right at you like you are a big magnet or you're this really, really attractive thing for everything that you've been trying to manifest or everything that's actually meant for you, like your fate and your highest best life starts to come to you when you're in alignment when you're out of alignment it's kind of like the universe is like all right we can't we can't really send her you know all these great things because she's not vibrating at that level she's not going to be a match for that and so there's no point in giving her what she wants or what she truly deserves she's got to step up and start living her truth then the the things that are meant for her can come in does that make sense yeah it does and I am a believer in all of this. I, I just heard about human design about seven months ago. And so I took the quiz. There's a simple quiz that you can take online. And there are certain types of designs. And I'm a projector. And immediately, I was, I'm the type of person where I just embraced it and I ran with it. But you had an Instagram post where you actually shared like the science behind, like we're almost like imprinted. So for the skeptic, if there's a skeptic listening that just thinks that we're crazy, how would you describe how this happens? Yeah. So first of all, for all the skeptics listening, I welcome you to just be a skeptic anyways, like nobody has to believe any of this and nobody has to be interested in human design. So if you're not, or you think it's a scam, then you can actually just keep thinking that and that's totally fine, doesn't bother me at all. But for people who just like to know a little bit of the science, because human design is mostly science, it's actually not, it's not a religion, it's not a belief system, it's not, um, about being spiritual, even though you can apply those things to it if you want to, but it actually is from a scientific standpoint. So anybody who has heard of neutrinos is probably a rare person, but neutrin <laughs> neutrinos are teeny tiny subatomic particles 
that can pass through all physical matter. So everybody knows about light particles and you know that when you shine a light on a surface like a wall, it doesn't go through the wall because the particles are big enough that they don't go through physical matter. So a light would bounce off of a wall. Neutrinos are smaller than that. So neutrinos could go through, through a wall or through a body or through the planet. They can go through any physical surface. And that's one reason why they're so difficult to study and to capture and to look at because they're incredibly tiny. So we don't have lots of information and most people don't really know about them. Lots of scientists know about it, but we only know just a touch of information. What we do know is that neutrinos carry and imprint information. So they carry information and they drop it off when they pass through physical surfaces. So when you're born, neutrinos pass through you and imprint you with information at that very moment. And the information is coming from what's happening in the stars and in the planets at the moment. So it is kind of connected with astrology, like with the math and the science of the astrological system, what's going on in the sky. So the information of what's going on with the planets at that moment passes through you as you're born and it imprints onto you. And that's what creates your human design chart. This also happens roughly three months before you're born. And that's when people say or suspect that your soul kind of embeds into your body. So it's kind of a two part process. When your soul comes into your body, you're imprinted with those neutrinos. And then it happens again when your physical body is born out of your mother. Hmm. And then that information is kind of like, that's who you are now for this whole life. It's really an imprint on you. And then like you were saying just before this, like what we learn in school and what we're taught by our parents and um, things that our friends say is changes or tries to change who we are. And that's where we feel misaligned and question ourselves. And you also shared once about consistency. And it's something that really spoke to me. And I know that my listeners are going to be like, yes, this is me too. So Basically, you were saying or talking to the person who gets really frustrated when they can't stay consistent with really anything, but like staying consistent with exercise or a nutrition plan or anything that they really or a business, right? Like anything. And your tip wasn't like, you know, follow this plan, right? Or do this or that. You actually said that it was part of our human design and like some people are consistent and some are not. So could you talk to that point? Absolutely. So we all know that it's better to be consistent and that if you can't be consistent, you should just force yourself to be consistent, right? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, if that was true, then we could all just use willpower and just force ourselves to be consistent and everybody would be so productive and everyone would be so successful. But the truth is, is that if you can't be consistent, you, you get it. You understand like no matter what you do, it doesn't stick. And then the people that are consistent are like, what's the big deal? I'm consistent and it's easy. It's effortless. And your human design chart actually clearly tells you if you're either built to be consistent or built to be inconsistent. 
And if you're built to be inconsistent, then the, you know, pressure's off. You should not be forcing yourself into consistency. So that would look like different kinds of things. It would look like that maybe you don't have a morning routine. Maybe you don't even have a specific work schedule that you always stick to. Maybe you work a different schedule every day or every week or every month. Maybe your exercise routine is totally random. And sometimes you exercise in the morning or at noon or in the evening or not at all for a week and then every day for a month. If you're built to be consistent, then what you're going to feel is that life is easier when you have consistent routines set up where you don't have to think about it. So those kind of people will feel like, oh, it's so much easier if I just know my morning routine and if I just do it, then I my life is effortless. And it's so much easier for a consistent person to just always go to their exercise class at 6 p.m. every day or whatever their schedule is, whatever they want to do. But consistent people find consistency to be easy and natural. Inconsistent people find inconsistency to be easy and natural. But it's so difficult for us to know which one we are, depending on the type of programming that we've had. I know I have really forced myself to try and be consistent all these years because I've heard that like, you have to post on Instagram consistently. You have to do a consistent podcast post. You have to do your morning routine. And I've tried to do those things and I can't. (laughs) Like it's so inauthentic. And then I end up having a shame spiral about it. But now that I know that I'm built to be inconsistent, and I let myself be inconsistent, I show up way more in a way that's more authentic to me and gives me better results. And it's not how an Instagram strategy teacher would approve of, but it works. Mm -hmm. And just so everyone knows, your chart or profile that says this doesn't say you are an inconsistent person or you are consistent. It's actually just an arrow pointing one way or the other. So this is where it would be helpful to get a reading of your design once you have your chart so that you can point that out and that you can see. But yeah, if you're feeling that that way, like I grew up being and feeling like a consistent person. And it was only been these past few years where I felt like I can't stick to something and I've been so inconsistent. And it wasn't until I learned that that I was like, I, it may have been conditioning, right? Like, cause when I did feel consistent, it was during school and like during that time of my life where I had to be at work at a certain time. And when I could start working for myself and do my own routine, that's when I noticed the inconsistency and lo and behold, my chart is pointing to inconsistent. And so embracing that has just felt like A, like I'm not a failure and I don't have to do that shame spiral like you talked about, but also like it's okay, right? So that just feels better. Yeah, and I found for myself that I think why I was living so incredibly out of alignment is because I was doing everything that my mom raised me to do and to be. And my mom is a really big influence in my life. We actually work together and I've worked with her for years. I see her every single day and we're very close. And she's a really smart, really successful person. And so I tried implementing everything she ever taught me in life. And it only made my life 
worse, <laughs> which is, <laughs> it's not to insult her because these are not bad pieces of advice or anything. But what's been amazing is that since I've studied her chart and I've studied mine, I've seen, wow, she is like incredibly in alignment for not knowing anything about human design. Like she never knew about this before I did. And I can see everything that she's been trying to teach me and everything that she lives by is actually in alignment with her chart. But a lot of it is out of alignment with mine. So I've learned, okay, she's a consistent person and her chart tells her she is, and that is fabulous. I am inconsistent. So when I show up authentically for me, I'm way happier and I actually work better with her. Like it's less heads budding, it's less conflict and issues. So whatever is in alignment for me is actually in alignment for her, even though she has a different chart. And that's a lesson for everybody. Whatever's in alignment for you is in alignment for everybody, for you to act that way. So that's how it's, it, it kind of takes the pressure off of people pleasing and trying to fit in. I just say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So acting in alignment with you, like it benefits everybody. Everybody else wants you to act that way. And it, it just makes all of your relationships better. Cause that's where I was leading is what happens when your spouse or best friend is opposite, but you're saying it doesn't really matter as long as you're both acting in alignment. Yeah. And I've noticed that when I changed my behavior and started doing things according to my chart, I was wondering if people were going to notice and, and say like, why are you doing that? That's not you or that's not right. But nobody noticed. The only thing that, that happened is that everybody else in my life became happier around me. And my work life became more successful. Like my clients became happier. Anyone I work with, my mom as my boss became happier. But what didn't happen is that nobody said like, hey, you stopped doing that behavior that pleased me before, <laughs> you know? And they didn't really know what I was doing differently and they may not even commented, but they, I can see they work better with me when I just do what's right for me. And nobody was upset about it. And I kind of thought people would be because I changed a lot. Mm -hmm. So were there anything that you remember in particular, any things that you changed when you started to become more aligned with your chart? Yes. The first thing that I did was I learned that I'm a manifesting generator. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's one of the five energy types. And it's the most important part of your chart. And it's the part that pretty much everybody learns first. It's kind of like in astrology, when someone says, oh, I'm a Sagittarius, oh, I'm a Gemini. And then that's all they ever really learn about astrology. It's sort of like that, where that's a big part of it, but it's only one piece. So first I learned that I'm a manifesting generator and that means that I create energy for everybody and for myself by doing whatever I want and by doing things that light me up and make me happy and make me feel alive and excited and thrilled and 
energized. And if I'm doing things that I hate or that I don't believe in or that I truly don't want to do in the long run, that stops me from creating energy and it will suppress my health and my happiness and it will stop providing energy for everybody else around me. So it's very critical for all the manifesting generators and the generators out there to truly live a life that excites you and lights you up as much as possible. And I didn't used to have a lifestyle like that. I used to have a lot of tasks at work that I didn't enjoy and felt like busy work, or I just kind of thought like, well, we shouldn't really be doing this in the business anymore, but we've always done it. So I guess we'll do it. And when I learned this about my chart, I took about three or four days where I tried an experiment and I literally only did what I wanted when I wanted to for those three or four days. And I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this. I did not do all my responsibilities and I let go of a lot of stuff that I'm supposed to be doing, but I just gave it a short period of time. So it was okay. It was okay to kind of like not check the voicemail for a few days, that kind of thing. And I did a bunch of stuff that seems useless. Like instead of doing anything at my job that would have created sales or customer service help, I went outside and I did gardening for most of those days in our little like parking lot garden. <laughs> and I swear everybody in my life was happier for those few days. Even the people like at the grocery store checkout line, my mom, again, who's my boss, she was happier even though I wasn't doing any of like my normal work tasks and I was just kind of like doing whatever I wanted and having a fun time and everybody lit up around me, my husband, me, my clients, my coworkers, random strangers I encountered, everybody was in like such a good mood. It was like being in a musical, you know, when you like <laughs> everyone's singing, that's kind of what it felt like. And I can't live that way every moment of my whole life because this is an experiment and you can't just have fun every second forever. But I learned that that's true. Like it is true that when a manifesting generator follows what they want and what lights them up, it creates energy. So I began to restructure my life from that point and I let go of a lot of things that I should be doing, but I don't want to do. And I offloaded those or changed them. I also didn't let go of a lot of things. And instead I changed my attitude about them because you can't always just get rid of every single task or every single thing you don't enjoy. But what you can do is change your perspective and it has to be a perspective that's true. So for me, one of the things that I do at work is I order a lot of supplements for clients. We do a lot of work with nutrition and health here and I place all of our orders and I don't like doing that. It's so tedious and it takes a lot of concentration and there's just so many different things to order. So instead of just never ordering a supplement again, what I think about when I'm doing it is that actually 
I'm really excited for all the clients that are getting all the benefits of these things. And I'm so honored that I get to order medical grade supplements. And these are like the best quality. And I just focus on what's true and what's something that's actually positive instead of the fact that I don't like clicking, you know, three and typing in the credit card. <laughs> like I just kind of gloss over that. And I really do focus in on the positive thing that's true about it. And then I find that I'm actually energized by that task. Mm -hmm. So it's totally shifting the perspective on things um, when you can't just do fun things all the time. That's a really good tip and advice for everyone, actually, because there are activities that nobody likes to do, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you've just got to do them, you know? Yeah. I would recommend that everybody, you can pull up your chart. Madeline, do you have like a favorite website or resource that you yes. use? Yes. Yeah. There's lots of websites you can look up your chart, but I really like to use myhumandesign.com and you would put in your birth information to get your charts. So it's not a quiz, like it isn't a personality test or anything like that. You just input your birth time date and location, and then it's going to pull up your chart. And you do need to know the exact birth time. So for anybody who doesn't know their birth time, first ask your mom. And then if she <laughs> doesn't know, then look at your birth certificate, or you can order a new birth certificate if you lost it. And then if your birth certificate doesn't show your birth time, because some of them don't, sometimes you can call the hospital to get your birth time. And then if you still can't get it, then you can try using a pendulum. If you're open-minded to that, I'm not an expert in pendulums, but I have used them before, but you can just look up on YouTube, like how to use a pendulum. And it's just a way to ask uh, like your universe or your higher self or whatever you want to thank God. It's a way of asking questions and getting a yes or no answer. And that can help you to nail down what your birth time is, but pendulums aren't for everybody, but if they're for you, then give it a try. So yeah, you can look up your chart there. And then what you're going to see when you look it up is a bunch of shapes and lines and arrows and numbers. And it looks like nonsense. Like you won't know what any of that means, but there is a description of some of the information. So you can just kind of begin the learning process on there. And then getting a one-on-one -on -one reading done is so helpful for understanding kind of the more in-depth stuff in your chart. Also, if you don't want to get the reading, Madeline's Instagram, again, you guys, she goes over in bite-size information. That's what I love. It's like the, the chart is really overwhelming. And so she shares like, if you have a one in your profile, which will make sense once you have your chart, this is what it means for you, or this is what you are and, and all of that. So that's a really great resource. Like the goal in life would be to just live according to your human design chart with ever, without ever even knowing about it. Yeah. And I think that we all will default towards doing that if we can let go of so much of the conditioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I almost, for me, at least I feel like what we gain from the human design is permission of like, it's okay to not do what we were taught or to not, or to feel a different way or to act in a different way than what we grew up or were taught to do, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. People say they feel really validated from learning about their chart. 
I always encourage people to start with the podcast um, because it's helpful for you to get a little bit of an understanding yourself. And my podcast is run kind of like a course. So if you start from the first episode, you learn everything in order in a very simple way for beginners. And then after a couple of episodes, people are more ready for a reading where they have at least a little bit of information about themselves first. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good to know. Her podcast is titled The Beginner's Guide to Human Design. And my whole reading is going to be up there if you want to check it out. But Madeline, thank you so, so, so much for coming on and sharing all of your healing work with us. It was amazing to listen to and absorb. You're so welcome. And thank you for having me. And I can't wait to hear from your listeners. Feel free, anyone who's listening to reach out and say hi over on Instagram. I love chatting with new people. So I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners. So make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.